Happy Monday, friends. Today's episode brings us Kalimba Edwards. Some know her from CBS's Tough as Nails or as the captain of one of Minneapolis's fire departments. However, I know her as a mother and fellow strongman competitor. She takes us through her journey through childhood up until now and really embodies what it means to know that you are enough and also sharing that with other young female athletes and just young females in general in the community. Listen, enjoy, and have a great day. Hello. (laughs) Hi, how are you? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Good. Good. So sorry about the delay. I, I even like I yesterday it was funny because I even did like an update. I was like, okay, I'm good to go. I've got it all yeah. set up on how the camera needs to be. No. Yeah. It's me. That's like what happens to me every single time. So I know, yeah. it, it, it's always when you need it is when it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you like test it or whatever. It's like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> how are you? Good. I'm good. How are good. you? Good. It's it's I'm doing well. It's been a while since I've seen you. I know. I miss horsepower so much. I know it's been, and I, I think that's why I've been like loving this because I've been able to reconnect with everyone and I'm still actually in the works of scheduling a time with Matt to okay. get him on here too. So yeah, I just I'm seen excited. that he changed um, his Facebook page from horsepower to like house of strength. So I'm wondering if he's going to start doing something off his house. Which oh, awesome. That's what I was wondering too. Cause I saw that as well. So yeah. hopefully, I mean, he was such a great coach that yeah. we'll see we'll see what he has so yeah yeah he was like my therapist I don't even I, like I just oh, yeah. I just talked the whole time to him <laughs> like, I know <laughs> <laughs> it was so easy though because he was just like a big teddy bear and so yeah. it's yeah it's so easy to talk to him um but yeah so thank you so much for joining me today yeah, I'm yeah. excited I was uh I was actually reading a little bit about you in your on your website mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that you were also a yoga instructor too yeah yeah, I've been doing, God, it have been like 10, probably 10 years. Okay. okay. I don't really teach a lot. I do some privates and then I used to like, you know, teach, um, you know, like a Y and stuff. And then, oh, okay. Um, or the community center. And then I do um, uh, workshops, more like workshops and that kind of stuff. Oh, got yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 You have so much on your resume. I loved it. It was, yeah. it was cool to see. <laughs> well, it's so funny because you, when you, when you go into the gym, you don't really, you don't get into like the details with everyone. You just kind of know their strengths as far as lifts go versus, yeah. you know, actual, like what they do for a living and stuff like that. But yeah. so for the listeners out there, kind of share a little bit more about who you are and uh, we'll just go from there. Okay. Well, um, Columba Edwards, I am always have to start with the mother, mother first. Um, and then I am a firefighter. I've been a firefighter for 23 years in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a captain now for the last, I think it's seven, six or seven years. I've been a captain. Um, I work on the North side. Uh, I am a famous person actually. <laughs> you know, I was on I was on a TV show called uh, Tough as Nails on CBS. I was on season three, so it was almost two years ago. I okay. was on um, Tough as Nails. Um, yoga instructor, personal trainer, strongman competitor, mother of dragons. Really, I'm just a normal person that just says I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do 
like I'm just normal. No, it's um, it's awesome. I did see, I did watch a few of the episodes actually when I saw that you were on Tough as Nails. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool to see. I was like, hey, I worked out with her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How was that experience? I mean, because I know it was a competition, right? With different, from what I remember seeing. So, yeah. So the show is, um, it's by Phil, I can never, but it's the guy, I always hate that. I can never pronounce his last name, but (laughs) Phil, he's my best friend. So I can just call him Phil. Um, That does Amazing Race. And so him and his wife, they put together this show um, called Tough as Nails and it's America's mm-hmm. blue collar workers and we compete, they compete against each other for a grand prize. Um, it's six okay. weeks um, that we were, you know, competing against each other for like a grand, grand prize of $200,000 at that time. And then even if you lose in the individual, then you stay as a team and there's two different teams that compete too. Um, so I was out first in the in- individual, spoiler yeah. alert for anybody that hasn't watched the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um and then our team ended up winning dirty hands ended up winning it was one of the best experiences of my life if not the yeah. like the best I met the best people he really they really did and yeah. the casting director and the casting people really did a great job of getting people with really good stories and backgrounds mm-hmm. and skills together that we all just really gelled so they're all you know pretty close friends still um I talk to them all the time so yeah that's awesome what an experience. That's yeah. amazing. And I know, uh, so I kind of backtracking, but I know uh, you've been part of the fire department for years now. What kind of got you into that aspect um, of your life? So I ended up just kind of be lucked out really. That's what I okay. say. Like it fell into me, fell, fell into my lap kind of, I mean, it's really mm-hmm. hard work to get into it. Yeah. So um, I was teaching at a daycare and one of the parents, one of the grandparents of the children that I was taking care of, was a recruiter and she was like okay. I, was, I was like 19 years old played sports all my life I grew up in a little small town in Nebraska but played sports and so mm-hmm. you know I was pretty physical pretty good physical shape at the time she was like you should try to be a firefighter and I was like well do you have to run she's like no nope. I was like okay I'll try <laughs> that's a true strength athlete right there <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's, that's, like, do you have to run okay I'll try it. Yeah. That's pretty much everything with me. Like, oh, yeah. I'll give it a try as long as I'm going to run. Yeah. But I did run a marathon, which I'll never do again. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Good for so you, I, I did, will not ever do that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it took away my love of running. I used to love running yeah. and I did that and I was like, oh. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I went through, it was um, a long process to get hired, mm-hmm. um, you know, physical tests, the uh, interviews and all that. And then I ended up getting on like a year, two years later, because I had a my oldest son in the in-between mm-hmm. time. I found out I was pregnant actually when I was supposed to be getting on the job um, for Got the first it. time. Then had him and then I ended up um, back on. So I was 20, 21 when I became a firefighter. That's awesome. And um, it's Ty is your oldest, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you have how many sons? Is it two? two. I have two sons okay. and then um, a nephew. One of my nephews still lives with me. And then I okay. just have nephew with me too got it okay yeah got it um and so as you know as far as going into the fire department and all that stuff what kind of led you into the personal training and the yoga role and kind of what you do now within the community because I saw that you uh work within the community to like empower girls and the youth uh Mm -hmm. to kind of help them in whatever situation they're in so what kind of steered you towards that that. yeah um 
well, just me growing up, like the way I grew up, I grew up like mm -hmm. in a little small town. Um, although, you know, I had a lot of people to look up to, but nobody that looked like me. Um, mm -hmm. So that was one, one part, but then too, I've been through a lot in my life. Yeah. Um, so I can relate to people and kids fairly well. Mm -hmm. Like my sense of empathy is there because I've been through it and I know I could very easily go back to whatever um, it is. I always say like crazies yeah. and homeless and drunks are like my people because I know where they've come from, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, the personal training I got into, when I got sober, so like 13 years ago, I just started working out like crazy. Um, and then so then I went to school to be a personal trainer. And then I got into yoga after I kept on like getting like injured or just sore or whatever. So mm -hmm. I was like, let me just try a yoga class. And then I was like, oh, this is horrible. So then I tried another yeah. one. I tried another <laughs> and eventually yeah. I was like, oh, this isn't horrible. It's just the way it is. So yeah, um, yeah yoga really changed, changed my life and just my perception of um, how I was always taught you have to be strong and like you know, get through, just push through anything, yeah. for things. And it's just really let me be able to just like, um, realize you don't have to force. And like my yoga teacher, I always say like her philosophy was, um, force causes, re um, res force causes restriction. And then if you ease into things, it like opens up easier. So yeah, so I try to just flow. Yeah. Flow life. Well, and I found that yoga kind of helps you sit with any emotions that you have too, yeah. which you don't think about until you actually are in it and doing yeah. the flow. Um, and it's so funny because it's like, you're just moving. So how is this making me like sit and like yeah. really reflect? And I've like come out of yoga classes, like crying sometimes. Cause it's just like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yep, exactly. And like the yeah. hardest part for me was I've had ADHD really bad not really, but I still have it, but learned to cope when I was a kid. There were, you know, girls were never diagnosed and I grew up in a really small town. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, I was just the bad kid. So yeah. the hardest part for me in yoga was just like Shavasana or like, just like laying there. Yeah. So I always wanted to just be like, all right, get up and leave. Like, right. oh, so that's something that just makes me sit meditating. Mm -hmm. So like, don't to what my teacher would always say, you don't have to catch every ball that's thrown at you. So when like yeah. thoughts come, I don't have to fight everything or like figure it out. Just, you know, just let it come and let it go. And um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way of looking at it because there's, I mean, if it's one thing that I would probably recommend is strength training and yoga, because mm -hmm. the two hand in hand are just phenomenal on the mental psyche that like, I just, it's helped me through my own like mental health stuff too. And it's just. Yeah. It's such a godsend, like in it my is. opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I know you had mentioned that, you know, you, you help the youth because uh, you've been through it all. When you kind of go through some of the toughest moments of your life, what did you do to kind of steer yourself towards, you know, your own empowerment? Mm -hmm. Um, so most of my life, I would just like, when I was going through a tough time, I would, mm -hmm like try to fix other people. So I wasn't really like, you know, like, okay, okay like you know, how could I make like deflecting like what I needed to do? Yeah. Um, now when I go through tough times, I work out, honestly, like that's, okay. and that yeah. kind of clears my mind. It gets me to be able to like, so the thoughts aren't racing as much or um, another thing I have to acknowledging that, especially with mental health, it's like, I call yeah. it when it's viral. 
So mm-hmm. acknowledging that it's just a spiral. And then usually like my sister, she's super good with mental health and like probably the per- first one in our family that kind of openly talked about it and admitted that there's something yeah. there. You know, we kind of like, oh no, you're fine. Just, you know, pull yep. up your, boot, your bootstraps and what is this yeah. depression? Why are you depressed? You have a house, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so then I usually will call her and be like, I'm spiraling. She's like, okay, well, and talk me through it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, I mean, I guess I, I, for me growing up, like with my parents immigrating here from the Philippines, I just feel like mental health was just not a thing and yeah. being open about it. So I don't know if it's just like culturally, like we just experienced the whole, like everything, everything is swapped under the rug and you're fine. Suck it up. Like there's people out there that are worse that have it yeah. worse than you. Yeah. And so it's just like one of those things where it took me years to kind of realize that that's not okay. Yeah. I mean, did you kind of feel that as well growing up yeah. with kind of the background and everything? Yeah. And even like with, even with myself, it's only been the last couple of years. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I, you know, got a therapist and started talking to him. Um, yeah. Ty, my oldest son, when he was a senior, mm-hmm. he is the one that first brought it up and he was like, okay you know, I'm depressed and he's, you know, you know, tied from the gym, he's yeah. like, all, and he talks about this openly too. Cause he like yeah. wants to help people. Like he's a, um, was like athlete of the year, super popular. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's, introverted. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's a great kid. I mean, I've seen that kid deadlift an ungodly amount. Yeah. Of yeah. He's a but you wouldn't have guessed cause he's so player. sweet. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was like, what can be, and I remember him telling me, we're in the car um, leaving the state wrestling tournament mm-hmm. and he's telling me that. And I was like, what can he, and I called my brother too. I was like, what could he be depressed about? Like he yeah. has everything. And then I started like, oh, you know, it's, it's a lot of times it's a chemical imbalance, which with him it is, or, you know, things weren't all, you have to kind of dig into that stuff, you know, and especially as a parent, because yeah. you don't want to admit like at first, when you first hear your child struggling, being right. Defensive, like I've done everything I could for you know. Yeah. So I had to like just be willing to listen and be vulnerable and realize that um, the only way to change things or break cycles is to really look at myself and our relationship and um, and then looking at myself, I was like, oh yeah, let me let me get my own therapist. Yeah. (laughs) And now my mom is even like, I need to go therapy. So it is. Oh, that's amazing. So it was like a little like trickle effect for you and your family. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's and that's something that I. I still struggle with because my mom is very much like, no, you're fine. Like, there, yeah. you know, there's ugh, people out there in the Philippines, like don't even have running water or something <laughs> yeah. or whatever it might be. And it's like, I, I get that. Yeah. But again, going back to that chemical imbalance, it's like there, there isn't something neurologically going on in my brain. And that's part of the reason why I went to school for behavioral neuroscience was because I was like, I kind of wanted to almost figure out my own self. Like, yeah. Once what's going on but it is I feel like in the recent years a lot of people have been really kind of digging deep into the root cause of everything Mm -hmm. and I feel that it because of you know the pandemic and everything else that's been happening I feel like that's been something that's really brought that mental health aspect to the forefront Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful for that because it's it's such a there's such a stigma around it and for the longest time I was always scared to share my story or um that I had any mental health illnesses yeah yeah, yeah and being a firefighter just just now we're starting to talk about like what kind of toll that takes on us another thing yeah. I did for years was um we all we all just act like we're hard like you know it's like nothing none, yeah. none of this stuff bothers us yeah you know we get back on the rig after telling someone that they're 
family member died or seeing, you know, somebody on their worst day in the worst position or worst possible position of their life. And then we're just like, you know, yeah, don't talk about it, just sweep it under the rug. What I was finding was because that's hardening that part of my life, it was hardening everywhere. And that's one of the things with my children I'm trying to break is that Makai was like, I never really seen you cry like when I was younger, like my best friend died and he was like, I never seen you cry. Like that's a terrible. Yeah. I didn't teach them good emotional um intelligence or they never learned they never learned it from me like seeing me. And so Mm -hmm. um that's something like I always tell people like you have to feel the pain to be able to feel the joy and so like within the community now or when I'm at work I was like I really do try to connect with people I know it's probably going to maybe bite me in the ass in the end but um yeah it feels good it feels good now because I'm able to like generally be happy again and yeah enjoy enjoy people too because it was that's what was making me like not want to leave anymore and I hated people like it's like yeah but like everything was just um you lose hope. You lose hope in the human race eventually. It, it really, yeah, it kind of is sad, like how it just so many things and so many aspects of our lives just like really make you not like people. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's and it's funny because it's like I'm naturally outgoing pers- a person, but it's like sometimes you're just like I I don't want to deal with anyone. Yeah. Um, and besides kind of working out, is there something else that helps you kind of get out of your, like any funk that you might have or kind of talk through things with someone? Um, well, I got uh, my therapist, um, working out, uh, kids like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the day, my mom runs a daycare. So my niece okay. and nephew and all the daycare kids, I love kids. It's like my hashtag Columbia loves the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah. Like any being outside, sunlight, you know, which we can't do right now. Yeah, <laughs> I try to get it anywhere I can. Yeah, have you um have you heard of the happy light or do you use the happy light at all? I'm gonna look it up. Um, so do you remember Darcy from the the gym? Yeah. So yeah. she actually was the one who told me about it because. Um, she has like the seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. And so she would always do like the light therapy. So it's just like, I, mine is just like a little light that I use um, daily. And it's just, you turn it on for like, you can set it for many minutes, but it's supposed to help um, kind of have the same effect as like the natural sunlight to okay. help you kind of help with that mood shift. So yeah. I, I don't know. I like it. Especially with Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. My mom needs one too. The other day she was just like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was like, it's it there's no, it's it's the weather yeah. it's minnesota yeah. it happens every year we're going to be yeah, fine. We're make it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like almost at the more. end of march yeah, yeah. one more month hopefully. yeah I'm, I'm hoping it just ends at the end of this month like i just it's not, i can't it's do any i know that's the worst <laughs> part it's like i every year i think i have like this wishful thinking that it's going to just be done by february and march yeah. and then it's like oh it's going to go until may okay yeah. we won't have and spring. the worst part <laughs> Is it gets warm and like you feel like oh yeah it's better and right then, there we go like yeah it was like eight <laughs> degrees when I walked outside I was like oh, I know I was like <laughs> there's what it was like there's one I think it was last week where there was one day I didn't have to wear a coat and then mm-hmm. the next day I'm like bundled up I'm like what is this I know it just <laughs> yeah. makes you mad <laughs> yeah um and I know uh, you had also done strongman competitions too right mm-hmm. yep are you still doing those or I know because okay I don't really have I. 
I do all my like training now at home or at the fire oh, station. Okay. I never okay. really been a big like I've had a lifetime membership for years, but like mm-hmm. I find myself when I go to like a big gym, all I do is walk around for a little while and then leave. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, that machine's taking nothing. All right. Bye. Well, and it's overwhelming because there's so many people all the time. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, if, if horsepower opens back up, I'd love to try to do it again. Yeah. Uh, that was one of my goals was to try to go to nationals or something as strongman. I love doing it. Yeah. And there's, like, there's... You've you done it too, right? Yeah. Are, are I have. And I actually, um, so I actually just, I talked to my current coach now and I actually, cause I, I train at any time, but my coach there, he actually used to do powerlifting. So he kind of has an idea of like that realm. Um, so I was like, I, you know what, I'm going to do it. I, um, I, so this past year I have, um, gone through, I'm in the process of finalizing a divorce. Like, um, I, my mom's like cancer came back. So, and then so did another form of cancer. So it's just like, it was, it was a very trying year for me. So that's why this year I was like, you know what, I am going to thrive this year and I'm just going to do things that challenge me and test me and, but for the better. So I decided I talked to my coach and we're going to start training and we're just going to see how the one goes in July. (laughs) Yeah. Which one are you going to do? I'm like, yeah, I want to do one again. Uh, It's the, the, it's the one in Andover. It's the Midwest strongman. Yeah. But the guy that uh, is doing, is running it is uh, Tim. He had done the ones that I've done in the past. So that's why I, at least I, it's like familiar for me coming back out of hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I did that one, that one where I tied for like Minnesota strongest woman. That's um, awesome. Which one was that? It was uh, one that they did. It was like uh, Las Componies, I think it was like at a park. It was a woman okay. who had a big stone and we had to like lift it above her. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. The Atlas stone, right? Or um, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's like, awesome. Press with it. I was like, oh, yeah. this is, like, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It's like the one, the one thing I love training for that because it yeah. um, transfers to my job so well. Oh um, yeah. I suppose. Cause with firefighting, you have to, yeah, it's always some awkward stuff that you have to do and lift yeah. and that kind of stuff. And there's not yeah. really a lot of running, so I know. I'm a strong man. I know <laughs> like that CrossFit. I used to do CrossFit. I'm like, I'm yeah. never, I never, never want to do another burpee. That's what we yeah. had to do for tough as nails for the physical. We had to do eight minutes of burpees every eight week. Eight minutes. Eight minutes and film it every week. Send it to them. When I first oh, tried out, I did it the first no. time. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I had done the first time, and I sent it to them. I was like, "Well, I'm done." They're like, "All right, well, we'll look forward to seeing these every week." And I'm like, "Oh," and it was like two months out. <laughs> what have I done? Um, so yeah, yeah I was like, I, I never want to do another burpee. I don't want yeah. to try to do pull-ups and I don't want to run. Yeah. So I was like, strong man. Well, okay. So <laughs> I feel like for women like us who have a booty, it yeah. like, it weighs us down. So it's yeah. not like, I feel like that's like my way of saying like, I can't do a pull because I'm like, <laughs> it's like an anchor. Like yeah. it's not yeah. moving anywhere. <laughs> That's the same thing with the burpees. It's like, this is a lot of work yeah. to try to get my body back up off the ground. Yeah. Every time. I know it's like, I'm, I'm bottom heavy, but I also am top heavy. So it's like, yeah. oh God, not anything yep. working in my favor here. So I'm just going to stick with strength. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can no, pick I stuff up. It. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, but I do love uh, the strongman training too, just in general, just because it's, it is kind of going back to your point of like the empowerment stuff. It just, it 
growing up, I always felt like I had to be like this skinny mini person. And I always had a butt and I always had boobs. So it was like, I was curvy. And yeah. as an Asian, that's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was always like self-conscious about it. And uh, my mom's like, you know what? When you get older, you're going to appreciate your curves. And yeah. I do now, but it's just like, when you have that idea in your head of what you should look like, it just really gets to you. So I just was always scared to like do weights. Um, unless it was like, I, I started doing weights because of track, but like, I just, I felt like I always had to like do cardio just yeah. because I needed to like stay like petite. Yeah. Try to stay thin. Yeah. 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 But growing up can be harsh <laughs> with yeah. the ideals that they put on how we should look and stuff. Like, yeah. That's why it's good. Like being in sports is yeah. so good for teen, teenage girls, especially I think. Because it does oh, give yeah. them a sense of empowerment and like, oh, you don't have to be, look a certain way or mm-hmm. otherwise watching the girls basketball tournament yesterday and they all had like the eyelash extensions. Yeah. I know. I know that's, well, that's what I was wondering too. It's like, what, well, and like you see um, some of like the track athletes with like the really long nails. I'm like, <laughs> how do you, like, if you're a shot put or discus like person, like, how do you do that with yeah. that long of nails? Like, I just feel yeah. like that would. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't like long nails in general. Yeah. So. Were you a shot or, or discus person? I did do. Um, yeah. So I did do shot put and discus. Uh, but then I actually did um, hurdles. So I did 100, 300 hurdles. Oh, and wow. then I did the 100 and 200 meter dash and then the four by two. Um, okay. So my coach wanted me to uh, focus more on the on the track just because yeah. like the girls. I, so I grew up uh, in Chas or I grew up in Chanhassen, but I went to Chaska High School, so it was like a lot of farmers, and yeah. so um, the farm girls are really strong. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I'm a farm girl. Yeah, it's like really strong, and I was like, I was I was like kind of strong, but like yeah. compared to them, I was like there, there's no way. So my coach just had me refocus to, um, you know, all, on the track. So yeah. that is well, where hurdles. Excelled. Those are that's not easy, and 300 well, and meter it, hurdles. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's funny. Cause like, I look back, I'm like, how did I do that? Because I hated running distance. Like yeah. it was like the worst mm-hmm. and especially to sprint a 300 that oh, yeah. it's beyond me how I did it, honestly. Yeah. But again, I think it's just because when you're younger, you just do it. And yeah, um, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. So, and I know you, uh, I think I saw that you'd posted that you played basketball too, right? Yep. Yeah. I played uh, basketball in high school. Um, and track softball okay um cheerleader but basketball was probably my main sport although I wish if I could go back I would have put more energy I love throwing um okay and shot put and discus I just so it's like so inconsistent I I never in basketball too yeah that's my son was just talking about like my mom's shot looks good but it never goes in like it was I'm just all over the place I think that's a little bit of the ADHD where nothing's ever the same yeah no, I, um, so I played basketball, but I, I, well, I didn't quit. I got cut because I was too short. <laughs> uh, it was and nobody gets cut in, I, I grew up in a town of 200 people. So nobody ever got cut. Oh yeah. See my, I guess my graduating <laughs> class was like close to 600. So yeah. like, yeah, I got we cut. Had 23, okay. people, 23 people in my graduating class. Oh, Three of those were foreign exchange students. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So how do you feel, you know, like, how did you kind of transition then from Nebraska to Minneapolis? Cause that's going from a small town to Minneapolis is huge. That's yeah, a huge difference. Good. Yeah. Um, I was a deer in the headlights and that's part of the, 
where I went completely off track when we first got, got it. Here. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a black girl. I'm supposed to be, you know, over here. With- okay. Yeah. And it's like, no, I could have stayed right here. Um, it was a big transition, but I knew I had to, me and my brother are only two non-Caucasian people in the whole county where I grew up. Okay. So I knew I had to get out of there and um, get to a city somewhere. Yeah. So I came up here to go to college at the U. I lasted a semester when I realized like there's more people in my class than in my town. I was like, what is yeah. it? Like? <laughs> and I wasn't a very good student either. So yeah. I, and I came up here to be a, I went to theater. I was going to major in theater. My oh, parents, okay. You know, I never really acted. I was just, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> Why not? sometimes you think, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, always supported me, which I, I fully appreciate now. Yeah. But if I can get my youngest son out of school, believing in himself, I feel like he can do anything. That's what my parents did. Like, they're just like, yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? You oh, can do it. That's amazing. And uh, mine was like the opposite. Like, <laughs> like, like my parents, like, I don't know, do you ever watch like Joe Coy or, um, yeah. Yeah. so like it, it, it's like a running joke amongst Filipinos that like every female is going to become a nurse, um, or a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I kid you not. It's so true because like for the longest time, like my parents are like, you're going to go to med school. You're going to become a doctor, like da, 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 da. And then when I got there, I was like, this is too much for me. I can't, yeah. like, I don't want to do this. It's not me. Yeah. And, uh, it was just, but it is, it's, it's funny when you look back and reflect back on your childhood and the little things that our parents do or did, um, and how it shapes us today. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's kind of crazy. Like now I just, it's like, I almost like want to instill kind of what you do with your, your, with your sons. It's um, instilling that being able to like, have them be emotionally aware of things. And I want to do that with my nieces. I don't have kids myself, but like, it's, it's great to see my nieces kind of accept what their emotion is at the time and then express what they're feeling. Because I think that was something that would have been a pivotal moment for me in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I never, like it was, I felt an emotion. I really wouldn't know what it was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Either I would run or it would be anger. And yes. that's, you know, that was my youngest that started. So we just, you know, last year I started talking about like, oh, what are you feeling now? And it's just like, just those little things of like, what, what am I feeling? Like, you have no idea. Sometimes. That's a great question to ask because it is, it's even though it's like just a short and sweet, simple question, it, it does kind of make you dive deeper into yeah. your own head. Yeah what uh so uh now that you have you know like you have all these different things that help you kind of cope with whatever you might be going through at said time um what do you do now with the youth um to help them empower themselves to kind of get through some of the tough times um I really well I was doing some mentoring I'm not doing that right now but really I just try to be there for them and believe in them um I always say because, you know, I have, like, my little tribe out here, um, mm-hmm. that, like, I'm not, I was never a good student, I'm not good at, like, helping with homework or trades, but, like, sports, like, I'm, like, the yeah. sports mom, and so, like, with my sons, my nephews, there's always just, we have plan A, we don't have a plan B, we have mm-hmm. plan A, you're gonna play, it. like, if you, whatever sport it was, basketball, and that mm-hmm. will take you everywhere else you need, but you just need to stay, you know, stay, um, stay on track there and then that kind of you know keep you on some sort of track rather than just yeah being there. so 
that's the main thing. Um, I need to do more, I feel like, in the community. I, now I don't live on the north side. I would love to do more with the okay. kids on the north side. I live yeah. in New Britain now. But okay. I work over there in the last couple of years, just what, what has gone on with the kids and like losing D, D Hill, who was like, you know, the North High um, quarterback and like the star of the North Side mm -hmm. um, was murdered last year. Um, that hit us all really hard over there. Was close to my station. My son used to play with them. And so it's just like being there, yeah. being there for the kids, being, letting them know that they're being seen, that we're watching them, that we see mm -hmm. what they're doing and not making them holding them accountable. I think a lot of times anymore as adults, we're so scared to say something to other people's kids yeah. or let them know that we're watching them or mm -hmm. whatever. And then kids, kids really need that. They need to know that people care what they're doing or um, yeah. where they're going and what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it kind of reminds me of, uh, cause I had Ken Glenn on the, uh, on the show a week's back or like a couple months ago, but um, it, it reminds me of how he said like, no matter what anyone says, kids need some sort of discipline. And it's so true. And that's why I agree with you on the, the sports aspect, because sports taught me to not only work as a team, but also, you know, if you fail, you got to figure out what you need to do to change that for the next game or the next match, whatever yeah. it might be. Um, and so that, that is huge. And I, I, that's why I do, I love encouraging like anyone who has like, you know, any of my friends who have kids like to put them in sports because it is such a game changer with no matter what you're going what's going on in your home life like sports really can help you just have that community that you need yeah yeah and it helps build confidence and like with mm -hmm. years we're kind of taught like oh just I can tell like this the difference between how I raised my kids they're seven years apart and so the yeah. oldest one it was kind of like um I told him, you know, we don't say I can't, you just keep pushing through, you're going to get it. And the youngest one yeah. is like always, you know, I try to do that more kind mothering, like, oh, you're so yeah. awesome. You're doing everything great. You're yeah. the smartest, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. And that pro that's way worse on him long-term. Cause then once I remember the first time I always let him like win things and told him it was awesome. And I mm -hmm. took him to preschool thing and they played bingo and he didn't win. And like the look at his face was like, cause he's been <laughs> winning <laughs> like everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So every, it's kind of like, so everything I told him about him being so great now was a lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it's important that kids learn how to fail and mm -hmm. learn how to keep going after you fail too, I think, which is sports is good. Yeah. And you don't just give up. It's just you figure out what to do next and keep going. Well, and if you look at, you know, some of the greatest athletes out there too, I mean, Michael Jordan, yeah. They, he was told that he was never going to make it to the pros. Yeah. He did. And he's yeah. like one of the greatest basketball players of all time. So yeah. um, it, it is, it I has remember. a sense. Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, we took Ty to um, horsepower the first time. Mm -hmm. And then we left. Uh, Matt texted me and said, I feel, and I, I just took him there for, I wanted him to build confidence. I was coaching CrossFit. He didn't like to work out with me. He didn't really yeah. work out. He's like in ninth grade. Is he in ninth grade or eighth grade? Kind of like a bigger kid. Yeah. Um, and Matt texted me and said, I can get him, he can get a scholarship if he comes here and trains. And I was like, yeah. what is this guy talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then like, yeah, you know, four years later, he had like nine offers because he mm -hmm. dug in, learned how to fail and he kept pushing. It wasn't like everything wasn't just handed to him. He just, right. Yeah. I remember that too. I remember when he had all those offers and then yeah. when he finally accepted, um, and is, 
how how old is he now? He's is he's he twenty three. Or yeah, he is. He's a he's, six year. Oh my gosh! No, he's still there. He's he's. he's um, oh my gosh! He's a six year junior. Okay. He had a COVID year. Oh yeah, yeah, that's year. yeah. So he's been there for yeah. a while, but he has one more year left. But that's crazy because I remember mm-hmm. when he was it, it, again. It's like all these connections throughout lives and. Um, seeing how people like have progressed is it's amazing and as a parent I guess how do you how do you feel or not how do you feel but what do you kind of do to now since you you know like with Ty for example like it was very much like you say you can't like you you can just do it just push through and then with your other son it's it was the good job so how as a parent do you find that happy medium in between I mean I feel like that'd be the hardest part I'm still working on that yeah (laughs) I'm still working on it Especially my youngest one is just a natural athlete. He's always been, okay. know, he played soccer his whole life. So he's like always on the top soccer thing. And mm-hmm. now he's like six. So now he started playing basketball. He's always been picked for the top teams. And okay. Um, so he never had to work that hard, which I, mm-hmm. is kind of a, it's a blessing and a curse because then Ty right. had to work. We always had to work hard for everything. So we just learned yeah. how to work. Um, with Makai, he's like, Makai's my my child 100 because he'll be like yeah. if it's not fun he doesn't want to do it so I try not to push, <laughs> I try not to push him too much I'm the same way <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to do it just for the workout or you yeah know, for something he wants to it has to be a little bit of fun although yeah. I'm hoping you know once I was like once you start training like training get muscles that's fun yeah flexing in front of the mirror yeah <laughs> so, yeah there it, it, uh, there's something about that like when you get those gains it's just like yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go let's go yeah. like let's go get after it again <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so I'm still learning how to how to balance balance it just try to be supportive mm-hmm. um with both of them uh the one thing I always, and I tell other parents is I read one time about um, the worst part, like they interviewed, like some magazine interviewed a whole bunch, like hundred kids. And they always asked them what yeah. the worst part it was playing sports, e-sports. Mm-hmm. And they all said, um, the ride home with my parents. And so I tried oh. not to talk about games or, you know, mm-hmm. now unless they want to talk about it. And I'll just, oh, you know, I try, I try yeah. not to, because they have a coach and whatever. And I understand, yeah. especially especially like you don't want to talk to your mom about you know posting up or wrestling like stuff yeah. wrestling the tie like I don't even know anything about it so and I yeah. tried it for a while what if you did this let me try this it's like he doesn't yeah. want to hear that he just wants yeah. to ride home in silence um, <laughs> so um, that's a good point I mean I guess I didn't think about it until now that I'm looking back at all of the rides home I'm like yeah, I didn't want to talk about any losses <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't want your input about it no mm-hmm no, I, and that, I think that's why I feel like when I talk to any of my friends who have kids, it's like parenting just seems like the toughest job because it's just finding, again, finding that medium in between, yeah. uh, you know, letting them know that they're the best at everything or <laughs> like having them work hard for what they want. It's just, again, how do you, how do you go be- like between the two? It's so hard. Yeah. I mean, even as ourselves, we're, we're still trying to figure out the happy balance for our own selves like, yeah. yeah yeah it's just you just somebody was like oh you're the other day they're like you're such a great parent or great mom and I was like no, I'm just I'm just trying to figure this out and hoping for the best yeah. that's all it is um yeah no I'm I'm pretty uh I'm not a strict mom I'm pretty close to my like Ty is he's more 
I hate saying this because I hate when other people, I used to hate when people say like, they're more like my friend than my kid. It's like, no, I'm his mom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, because I think because I had him so young and stuff. Yeah. Um, I am, we do feel like more like friends, even the younger one. Mm-hmm. At this point, like 17, it's like, he still needs my guidance, but I try to let him figure stuff out on his own. My yeah. mom did the same thing with me too. Um, yeah. Because a lot of stuff I was teaching him was probably wrong when he's younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and it it is it's um, it is hard. I feel like, again, no. My brother said it best when he had um my my niece, my first niece, and he said, no matter how many books you read, no matter how many podcasts you listen to, no matter what you hear from all the doctors, like you're never going to be fully prepared to be a parent because each kid is so different. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that until I, um, cause I had lived with my brother and uh, my niece and my sister-in-law, um, before, you know, like I moved out, um, cause I moved back in after college and it, seeing them both grow up, it's like, holy crap. You're like, you're two such separate individuals, even though you come from the same parents, like how is that? And even my brother and I are so different. Like, it's just like, how are we related? Yeah. And that's my two, as like that first one, I was such a, like a calm kid and Mm -hmm. slept all night right away. And then as I said, my youngest is just like me. I don't think he slept all night for like two years. Um, (laughs) the other day I just, his dad lives in Jamaica. Um, so I was like, do you remember? I was like, I think I have PTSD from hearing his footsteps still. Cause like, soon as, soon as he'd wake up, he's like, you just hear him come down. Yeah. What are we doing today? Like, he still does it. He's 17 years old. He'll come down. Hi mom. Like, what are we doing today? And Ty would be fine with a book for, you know, hours and hours. This one always wants to go in my fault too. Cause I'd be like, what are we doing today? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> are you are you the youngest or I'm the second okay uh, I was just wondering because like okay because I was wondering because with your youngest it sounds like because I'm the youngest and I was the same way my brother was very like chill relaxed um but I was just like what can I get myself into <laughs> yeah and it was like me and my brother are from the same mom and dad and then okay. there's seven years in between and I have a sister and a brother okay between there and it's kind of the same thing my youngest yeah. the youngest brother he's the more hyper one me and him mm-hmm. and then my older brother and my younger sister are the more okay you know focused together right although me and my younger my only sister are we're more like now than she probably doesn't say that she's super smart yeah. together <laughs> she's like going to school to be a doctor at Georgetown and stuff she's oh like, wow kind of a like that, <laughs> no, that's but, amazing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and I like dropped out of community college three times so like to say. Wait, you know I, I appreciate you sharing that be only because I feel like some people need to know that it's you don't have to go to school exactly to and that's successful. what I tell people it, it's it's there's so much like of the societal pressure of going to college then after college you get a good job yeah. and it's like you, you do I always now remember like what my mom always taught me it's do what makes you happy because at the end of the day, you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life. And if you're not happy in what you're doing and you don't have that passion, it's going to take a toll on you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that because again, I like, I wanted, I myself didn't want to go to uh, college right off the bat. I actually wanted to take the year off and defer and travel around yeah. the world. 
and really dive deep into different cultures. But again, uh, with Asian parents, at least my parents, <laughs> they were just option. like, nope, you're going straight to college. <laughs> and I think that's where it, that's where I struggled because again, I think I needed that almost like life experience first before going into the rigid, like the rigidity of school, like homework, yeah. like all the stress so. and pressure that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. When I go and speak to kids and like, I go to schools and like, we'll talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, one thing at like school and I, I, I don't want to, I try to like not tell them for the teacher's sake now be like, cause I know right, right here and say like, you know, if you don't go to college you're not going to get a good job or you know, yeah. you need to, you need to stay on. The, I remember going with Makai to his, see his counselor before he started sixth grade. And they're like, well, this is the track you need to be on if you want to go to college. Yeah. Like if, if you want to get to a four-year college and um, get a good job. And I'm like, that's weird that you already have that at sixth grade. And so yeah. like, if you miss any of those classes, then you're kind of telling the kids that they're just going to fail at life. Yeah. So then you start like, you know, like breaking off or not doing well in other things. Mm -hmm. Um. I totally push like technical or um, tech schools. Um, yeah, that's a bit that blue you. collar, the toughest nails thing. It was like all the people on there have good jobs. They're all making good money, and they all blue collar. They either yes. go to school, got on the job training, or went to like a tech a tech school and firefighting. Yeah, and yes, Reese, I mean, like any of those jobs. Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that's why I, I again I appreciate you sharing that too because I was just talking to my friend about this because um, he uh, he works in construction and he's like a lot of the youth now don't realize like you can make good money in yeah. blue collar jobs. Like, and, yeah. and you don't even have to go to like intense schooling. You just go to a trade school or, you know, tech school to, you know, just to get like familiarize yourself with like HVAC system, um, you know, mechanics, firemen, yeah. police officers. Yeah. And so it's, it's such a good point because I feel like a lot of, a lot of kids that I talk to, they don't realize that like you can make six figures if you want to doing those kind of jobs. It's just not ideal maybe to some people, but yeah. it, it is. And it's, and I sorry, the school, the, oh, when you do right. those kind of schooling, yeah. too, it's like, it's more, it's not like you're going, you have to, you know, take all these generals and stuff. So you're actually mm -hmm. taking the classes right. of learning on the job, which is great for people that have like different, you know, neurological yeah. issues. Like me yeah. sitting in a classroom and trying to learn, I was just like, I just sat there and I just stare at the board. Yeah. But you got me out there and like tried, I did it, then I would learn mm -hmm. right away. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's like, now that I look back, it's like, that's probably something I should have done in the first place. Cause I was always much better at like wood shop or, uh, my brother taught me how to like fix things on my car. So like, I'm very hands-on person. So it's like yeah. to sit in class day in and day out, it was definitely draining in a different yeah. sense than, um, you know, going to like something like a trade school or so. So that's why it's, I, I do advocate for both because again, you do what you think is best for you, but at the end of the day, like there's good jobs in both sides. Like, yeah. 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 And don't let school tell you, or I tell them like, do not get, I was a kid that was always in the hallway, mm -hmm. you know, in elementary school and then high school, barely passed classes. And it's like, don't let school or especially the way our school system is determine yeah. how you are or like your your ruin your self-confidence and like how successful mm -hmm. you can be when you get out of school like that's probably at least 50 percent of the kids it's like you just have to get them out of school yeah. believing in themselves yeah. that they're not failures because school will make you really think that you're a failure if you're not careful 
Oh yeah. I mean, I, if I would, I would actually get grounded if I got like an A minus in in school (laughs) and it was like, it took such a toll on me mentally because I, it created such a perfectionist outlook in myself that I'm like, I am shitty. (laughs) Like if I don't, you know, if I, if I fail or whatever. And so it is, it's important that, uh, I think those are the definitely the life skills that is so important for the youth today, because if I would have had that at my age or like at, you know, like when I was in high school, that would have been so much better for me, like for how I am now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just helps. Yeah. Yeah. What's kind of a, what's a, what's been kind of your most humbling experience thus far with everything that you've gone through? Um, let me see. I would have to, um, most humbling. Hmm. God, I feel like I'm humbled just about every day, especially at work, like just to see, um, the perseverance and, um, what people can go through and still thrive and be happy. And I mean, that really humbles me. Um, going on top of his nails humbled me a little bit. I mean, I kind of knew yeah. I was in my head when I got there because it's a blue collar thing. I was only firefighter. Yeah. Um, so everybody's like familiar with like, it's all like plumbing and building yeah. and, and all that stuff. I was like, I didn't even know. Like when they say, oh, we're doing this, this and that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what tool they're talking about. Little, little yeah. <laughs> I was like staring at it. So I was like, <laughs> my personality and like my belief I can do anything has gotten me into a lot of great, great opportunities that might've been a little bit over my head, but I'm not going to stop. I'll keep on trying them. Yeah. What's, what's kind of like a phrase that you use that really just kind of puts you into that mindset of you're just going to attack the day. Um, so our family has a motto is Mm -hmm. never let it outwork you. And so I I always like, I know at work, they're probably like, but (laughs) (laughs) um but like when I'm training or like I work too but it's like Mm -hmm. with my kids it's like um when they start sports or a certain thing it's like um no matter if you don't have the skill that yet if you're the hardest one working the skill will come and your coaches or your team will appreciate um that you're working hard and so it's like Mm -hmm. even like if we're down, like with Makai, like I know a couple games, like even if you're down by 20, don't stop mm-hmm. running on the court. Don't stop. Just keep working hard. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the main thing. And we're laying by heart. That's our family motto um, to attack the day. God, I'm just. I. Uh, so every day when I do yoga or when I mm-hmm. meditate, it's just um, I just when I'm done I always say I just I thank you know thank God for guiding me and then using me and my life so I can be a blessing for others so Mm -hmm. that's really the way I try to live my life is that my life can help other people um and it works that's what works for me I know it doesn't work for everybody and it sounds like I'm like oh yeah you know like but no I mean seriously like I'm I'm really lucky to be here um just because the life that I lived. I mean, I was, you know, alcoholic, I was on drugs, I was homeless. I've done things that I should never came back from. And so, um, I, I am lucky to be here. So I know that my life was 
here for, I'm here for a reason. And I believe it's helping other people. Yeah. It's, um, that's, I, it's one of those things where you kind of look back and sometimes that's why I don't like to live life with regret because despite whatever traumas people have had in the past, it's who makes us us, you know, it's, it's what built us for today and what we, um, as individuals are going to share with the world. Um, so I appreciate you coming on here and sharing that stuff. Um, yeah, I, when I, whenever I am like on Instagram and I see like your videos, it just like puts a smile on my face. Cause you just like, I love that you're always just like dancing and stuff like that, because it just reminds me of like my mom and my mom is like a very much like she says laughter is the best medicine and it's always about dancing. Like yeah. we might, we might not be the best dancers, <laughs> yep. like, but like, she's like, but you know what? It's, it's having you move. Like you're, yep. you're moving your body. <laughs> yeah. And I love music and, and my mom's yeah. the same way. It's just like, just, yeah. It's bring joy to people and it brings joy to me. Like I just love, yeah. like, yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. And is there, uh, is there anything that you're, that's coming up in, your life like down the pipeline that you're going to do uh you know like as far as like any programs for like the youth or anything um I don't have anything right now hopefully in the summertime trying to like get something together Uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff with the African-American firefighters association so we're going to try to do a little mentorship with the kids especially in like the parks yeah um yeah but that's pretty much it I'm still trying to get on amazing race I like that would be so cool I like it my application in every month I know they're so tired of me (laughs) (laughs) hey but you know what yeah (laughs) that's what you should just do send a picture of you doing that you're like yeah we know (laughs) hey you know what though you just gotta keep going you gotta be persistent right like if you're persistent (laughs) it might work out sometime yeah exactly and then I'm gonna and then when you are on it I'm gonna be like hey I remember that moment she just kept submitting her application (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um so I actually I like to end all of my episodes with a lightning round just for fun (laughs) let me know it's it's not it's not bad don't worry (laughs) the way you laugh maybe it's gonna be bad (laughs) well no because um it's just like stupid random questions that makes me laugh because it's just like I love stupid random questions yeah yeah I think so I'm a captain like just yeah I'm a captain at the fire department and we're supposed to ask all the medical questions yeah and I know, like, since I'm done asking medical questions, I always get some, like, look from somebody, like, what are you asking? So I, I love, I love finding yeah. out about people and knowing things about people. I've been asking, right. like, craziest, oh, how long you lived here? They're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you were those Well, boots? I think that's why I love doing this. Like, the, mm-hmm. I'm glad I started this, this, because it's just, like, getting to know people. Like, yeah. even though, like, I knew you, I knew Ken, like, I knew, you know, the people from Horsepower, it's like, I don't really know the backstory. And it's just, yeah. it's so cool to get to know everyone. It's, it's yeah. been fun, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, so donuts or cake? Donuts. Okay. Um, Unless there's ice cream, then I'll have cake. Ooh, that's a good call. (laughs) Ooh, that's, yeah, that's a, you know, see, I think we're on the same page here. Um, (laughs) If you could be any animal, what would it be? A hawk. Uh, I love birds of prey for some oh. weird reason <laughs> okay so I haven't seen that one yet um I've only seen the first one you're talking about the movie right no no just I love oh just birds okay uh, birds of prey there's so, actually well then... an osprey I live right behind Irondale and there's um oh, okay an osprey nest that's been there for like 20 oh, years no with kidding. these two osprey and I call them my osprey and my neighbor this is just 
funny story. My neighbor across yeah. the street, she always, she always has a camera out. Yeah. And she wants to take pictures of them. And I let my tree like grow really high. So, cause those are my ospreys over there. Yeah. So she can't take pictures of them. I hope she doesn't listen to have this. You, <laughs> have you, um, this is a sidebar off of the praise part, but have you gone up to Hawks Ridge in Duluth? I haven't. I need to go. Oh, so every October they have the largest prey migration. Oh if so, God. if you do the hike, you, there's like a point where you can see all of the different um, birds of prey. Okay, it's um, yeah, and super Leah, cool. She's the winner of season three, Leah. She actually yeah. hunts with hawks. She like has okay. pet hawks and sends them out to hunt, and like they bring back. She has an owl that she's training. Which is like the craziest so thing. Cool. I want to tell her about that. And I'm going to try to get out Yeah. No, it's, uh, and it's, I, I've done the hike. I, um, and it's, it's a beautiful hike. It's, and it's just so cool because it overlooks all of Duluth too. So yeah. it's, it's, um, I think it's right off of the Superior Trail hiking trail okay. too. So, um, yeah. favorite movie? Um, Scarface. That's a good one. <laughs> I love that. <Elegio. laughs> um, <laughs> favorite color? Uh, black. It, Although okay. I love purple, I always wear black. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, well, except for today. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have a hidden talent? If so, what is it? We talked about my dancing. It's super good. Um, <laughs> I'm always on beat. Um, a hidden talent. I mean, I do. I've done spoken word, and I I write poetry, and I love to write. Uh, oh, cool. How hidden that is, but yeah. Okay. I used to do a lot more. Oh, that's cool. Uh, favorite food? Um, Jamaican food, specifically curry, curry chicken, and curry goat. Okay. okay. Uh, what does a person need to be happy? Um, themselves. First celebrity <laughs> crush. Oh God, Zach from um, Saved by the Bell, probably. Oh, and the big phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like Slater a little bit. I was always yeah. Lisa when I was playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my friends, uh, my I think I was like more like personality wise, I was definitely Jesse because I was very neurotic when it came to school. <laughs> but that was a yeah. great show. Uh, uh, toilet paper roll over or under? Over. Who do it under? <laughs> Do people say under? No, not so far. But okay. there's been there's a culprit at my office that does under. And there's if you guys are listening, <laughs> I always have to change it. So stop putting it under. <laughs> yeah. Uh most oh wait, we already talked about that. Uh what is a dream vacation spot that you'd want to travel to? Um oh, you're talking about uh Vietnam. Oh. We just had a guy that I was working with yesterday. I've always wanted, there was like a, a boat, like a, a boat suite thing that I've seen on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do it. You know, those big, like, I don't know, it's like in the water. I always see it on things mm -hmm. with the big stones and like little islands and stuff. Oh, okay. Vacation. If it wasn't like a million hour plane ride, but yeah. otherwise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the downside. Yeah, anywhere <laughs> over there, I would love to go for a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I Vietnam's on my list as well. Um, what is a song that best describes your life right now? Um, I 
Oh gosh, a song that best describes my life. Uh, what's that song? A song from the eighties. It's like just a small town girl living oh, in the lonely oh, world. world. Oh, oh my gosh, I was just Maybe listening that to song. that too. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Yep, there we go. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, in, uh, probably in, uh, speed, super speed. I feel like I want to be invisible, but then too, I was like, what then am I going to do? Then I like put myself in situations I don't need to be in and then yeah. I end up hearing something I don't need to hear. And yeah. Then, yeah. Then, like the fly in the wall situation or you just, you're like, maybe I don't want to. Do yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if there is one food that you could not eat for the rest of your life or wouldn't eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? This is easy beets. I will eat anything. And I don't, I like, I'm not like somebody who's like, oh, I don't like that. But yeah. I hate beets. Really? I, I love beets. I don't see how people like them. It's like dirt. I, I my brother says, he's like, I don't like tasting earth. Yeah, that's exactly what it tastes like. There's nothing good about them. No, I, I mean, I like them personally, but I, um, I don't like peas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like just, I, but it's funny because I like split pea soup. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, don't know where the difference comes from for me, but who knows? Um, and then lastly, what is a word of advice that you would share with today's youth? Um, don't stop believing in yourself. Like, don't let the world, don't let the world tell you who you are. That's what I'd say. That's just, just figure it out for yourself. Don't mm -hmm. let other people try to tell you who you are or what you should be or what you should do. You need to figure that out for yourself. I love that. That's, that's great. Um, and then for the listeners out there, where can they find you on social media? Um, I'm on my TikTok, Instagram. No, Kalimba Edwards on Instagram and Facebook, and then Captain Kalimba on TikTok. Perfect. Follow me for so, more great content. Yeah. <laughs> and for the listeners out there, it is great content. <laughs> so good. Honestly, like it always puts a smile on my face. I love it. It's like, it almost like makes me want to start dancing anytime I see your videos. <laughs> you know, I tell people like, you know, cause I'm famous. And I was like, the worst part about being famous is having to keep telling people that I'm famous. <laughs> my son was like, mom, people at my school think you're famous I was like isn't it crazy like I'm just telling people I'm famous and people believe it yeah. <laughs> you know though it, my mom always said if you if you are confident in what you're selling you can you'll you'll be able to do anything <laughs> so give me my blue check yeah. awesome well thank you again so much for joining me it was fun to chat with you on a like just on a chit chat raw conversation basis and um if you no problem. Well, thank you awesome. for having me. Yeah, nice. of course. Well, and I will talk to you. See, oh, sorry. I hopefully um, see you in a strongman thing soon. Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep you posted. For something. Yeah, I. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I, I decided to do it because I wanted like almost like a goal to just go yeah. for. Um. So I'm gonna. I'm. I think I'm gonna kind of document my journey. Um. Yeah. For this particular competition, because again, it's just been 
shit show of a ride this past like two years so we'll see but I mean again as my I I don't know if you can see my sign but it says don't quit so yep I mean you just gotta do it (laughs) don't quit just keep going yep just keep going so I'm gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna go for it we'll just see what happens (laughs) yeah I mean if I again if I get last place I get last place but at least I did it at least Uh I put myself out there so you know I did a um a boxing I did boxing before like two boxing matches oh you did I didn't know that yeah yeah, one of those things where I didn't even train for it the first time I did like the boxing where it was like a a benefit thing so then the first time I got out there the, my coach before I went in to box at the match he was yeah. like going like this to my headgear I was like oh he's like oh you've never been hit before I'm like no yeah. <laughs> like we're really doing this and he's like just don't quit when you get in there I was like okay yeah. I wanted to quit but I yeah. the first time I got punched in the nose I was like the ref was like you okay I'm like no I don't want to do this anymore he's like you can't quit so that's that's a very good thing right there yeah no quit. I it is it's just to go for it and uh as my friend says this is my new favorite phrase is to do it scared yeah. uh just because it's true sometimes we just we limit ourselves on things that we fear and you just yes. gotta go for it yeah. that's life you yeah. only get one life to live right at least yeah. in this time like in this yeah. life yes you know that's so this body yep yeah exactly right. so thank well, you well Yeah, have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.